grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God of mercy, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Fill it with all truth and peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is in error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in need, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. A reading from Joel. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God. For the Lord has given the early rain for your vindication and has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain, as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame, you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other. And my people shall never again be put to shame. Then afterward I will pour out my spirit all as, on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your elders shall dream dreams, and your youths shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will show portents in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The, sh the sun shall turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible days of the Lord comes. Then, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be those who escape, as the Lord has said. And among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. Word of God.
reading from 2 Timothy. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for the dominion of heaven. To the, glory, to the Lord be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord.
blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Here I stand. I can do no other. God, help me. Amen. Words attributed to blessed Martin Luther. Words that challenged the Pope, the Emperor, and the power structures and systems of that day. Words that birthed the Reformation. Words that changed the world. And words that still inspire resistance to anything, to anything that stands in the way of the gospel. The good news in Christ that sets people free from the power of sin and oppression. Now there is a different kind of here I stand moment in today's gospel. There are two men at the temple to pray standing apart. The devout religious one is standing tall and proud. It's as if he's saying, here I stand and I'm so glad I'm not like other people. The undesirables, the deplorables standing over there. Sinners is the word he uses. Others today might say, I'm so glad I'm not like folks who are lazy or who want handouts. I'm so glad I'm like those who don't believe in God. I'm so glad I'm not like those who have no morals. Or as we heard this week, I'm so glad I'm not like human scum. We and others also might say, here we stand, glad we have the right beliefs, the right politics, the right justice commitments. We're so glad we're not like people of faith who have hate and stir up fear and act superior. We're so glad we're not like other Christians. But in the parable, the one who is justified such a Lutheran word. The one made right in the sight of God is the hated tax collector, the one morally suspect. He's the second-class citizen, and he's standing off to the side, looking down, overwhelmed with his own inadequacy and humble. God be merciful to me, a sinner, is all he can say. Luther took a stand and risked all for the sake of the gospel. Yet sadly to say, some of Luther's stances were arrogant and divisive. It reminds us that all our best intentions are misled at times. A reforming church is one that looks honestly at its history, its systems of power, and then is willing to change and take a new stand as we pray, Lord, have mercy we have sinned. As Holy Trinity embarks on a two-year anti-racism initi initiative, we lament how indigenous peoples were displaced or even killed to build cities and churches in this country. We lament the surge in Islamophobia and anti-Semitic hatred by white supremacy groups, not only here, but around the world and through history. Lutherans have had to come to terms with some of Martin Luther's anti-Judaism statements. 
because a reforming church confesses the sins of its history as part of an ongoing reformation. It calls for a turn from, I'm so glad I'm not like other people, to confessing our sin of apathy or indifference or exclusion. So way back in 1994, our denomination, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, adopted a declaration to the Jewish community. It confessed sorrow for Luther's violent invective that some used to justify the Holocaust. And this past summer in Milwaukee, our denomination adopted a declaration to people of African descent, confessing and repenting the Lutheran Church's complicity in 400 years of enslavement, oppression, marginalization of people of African descent. Through corporate action, policy, practices, Lord have mercy, we have sinned, is our prayer. Those were some here I stand moments. But we also remember in recent decades, this congregation has stood with marginalized communities through our work with One North Side and its predecessor body, our work with gay, lesbian, and transgendered persons, our work with refugees through Refugee One. And in a way, we have our own Here We Stand statement on our website and in our bulletin today. Here we stand. We are for radical inclusivity, regardless you hear it in the welcome every week, regardless of race, ethnicity, gender identity, documentation or socioeconomic status, sexual orientation or religious spiritual background. But it's also about what we resist, what we stand against, power and privilege that leads to prejudice and oppression and systems that perpetuate white preference and advantage. I'm proud of these things. And it would be easy for me and for us to let these past commitments and statements lead us to pride. We are so glad we're not like other churches that have not come this far along. Yet the stance, the humble stance of the tax collector calls us to continue the hard work of repentance and reparation. This stance of humility challenges us to get out of our comfort zone and again to pray, Lord have mercy, we have sinned. As a little black girl growing up in Quincy, Illinois, a town that was 90% white, the Reverend Jennifer Bailey remembers an event when she was five years old in the early 1990s. You can almost hear the kids on the playground standing and saying or thinking, we're so glad we're not like you. Now one kid did suggest she must be dirty, why else would her skin be brown? Now Jennifer is co-founder of the People's Supper, working to bridge trust and connection among people of different identities and perspectives. And Jennifer often says, relationships move at the speed of trust. Social change moves at the speed of relationships. She reminds us that there is no movement for justice in this country that didn't start 
with relationships. She goes on to say, it's a generational project. And she's glad our faith traditions have the currency of eternity, not election cycles. St. Paul, whose writing is saturated with God's mercy and grace, and was the primary inspiration for Martin Luther, cheers us on today, inspires us with his words, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. When we are discouraged by frustration and by exasperation about other people, our forebears also cheer us on and remind us of our holy calling. A new biography of Frederick Douglass reveals his many moments of both fury and harmony, despair and hope. Douglass both condemned and complimented Abraham Lincoln, the man who both inspired and infuriated him. For Douglass, slavery and racism were not just morally wrong, they betrayed the divine order of things. Human beings may be diverse in many ways, but our souls make us radically equal. For Douglas and for us, when we are exasperated by other people, there is grace, for our souls have a common home together. That is what makes our work for justice holy. That is what makes our work different from community organizers and politicians as important as, and godly as those commitments are. So here we stand, not better than other people, not more or less sinful than other people. Here we stand with the common human need for grace and mercy and forgiveness, justified not by our own actions, justified not by our works, justified not by our own good deeds, as important as they are, justified by a God whose mercy never ends, whose power is made known in weakness, whose love is revealed in suffering, whose presence is always surprising, and whose image continues to be revealed in those different from us. So come to this table and stand there with Christ who stands among us. Stand there both with humility and dignity. Stand there with people of other races, other religions, other ethnicities, other gender identities, other ways of life, because we are like other people. Stand there then with open hands, for God is birthing a new reformation.
returning to baptism and God's faithfulness, we confess our sin, particularly the ways racism has harmed our siblings, and how we have participated in structures of power and privilege, whether mindful or not, that have brought suffering and harm to others. our self-indulgent appetites and ways, and our exploitation of other people, we confess to you, God, our neglect of human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, we confess to you, our false judgments, our uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us, we confess to you. Our waste and pollution of your creation, and our lack of concern for those who come after us, we confess to you. Please stand and Face the font. In mercy, God looks on us with compassion, forgives and justifies us through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Rejoice in this good news. Amen. Martin Luther said that the work of baptism is daily dying to our old and sinful selves and daily rising to new life in Christ. Therefore, we remember our baptismal covenant as we recommit ourselves to the saving and redeeming work of God in our time and place. Do you renounce the devil, the forces that defy God, and undermine God's solidarity with all creation? Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God, distorting the divine image found in people of every land, race, faith, age, ability, orientation, and status? Do you renounce the ways of sin that draw you from God and the pursuit of a more just and equitable world? As we continue to share in God's work of healing our broken world, and with a focus on anti-racism, do you continue, do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism? To live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people, 
following the example of Jesus and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. I do and ask God to help and guide me. People of God, you promise to support and pray for one another in this work. We do and we ask God to help and guide us. We turn to the In the spirit of reformation, let us pray for God's renewing spirit in the creation, the church, and for all those in need of healing. For the church, that it may express its humble service as it cares for those who are poor, powerless, oppressed, or vulnerable. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. For a healthy planet, that all people may have the basic necessities of life. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. For reconciliation between enemies, peace in troubled lands, and healing for those scarred by racism and other forms of oppression. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. For healing in time of sickness, hope in time of trouble, faith in time of doubt, and help to all in need, especially those we name in our hearts. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. For the bold witness of this assembly to your gospel, that our ministry and work together may lead to transformation both inside and outside these walls. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We give thanks for Blessed Mary, Simon, Jude, Martin Luther, and the saints and reformers of every generation who have fought the good fight, finished the race, and kept the faith. Send us forth to live our faith in word and deed. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We have a representative from the Synod's anti-racism team, and I also invite now uh, staff and council members that and anti-racism team members that have not yet signed the covenant to come forward. The covenant is uh, in your bulletin today, um, and we have a larger version of that up here. God, will you commit yourselves to this new trust and responsibility in the confidence that it comes from God? Yes, with God's help. The anti-racism ministry of Holy Trinity is officially begun. Almighty God, guide, bless, and keep us that we may be faithful in the ministry to which God has called us. Amen. Thanks be to God. The peace of Christ be with you always.
are so glad that you are here on this beautiful autumn morning and welcome to worship at Holy Trinity. And as you <clears throat> both read and name that we are committed both to um, a radical welcome and inclusivity to you, whether this is your first time or you come often, whatever your church background might be or even how you're feeling about church. And of course, to people of diverse gender identities and sexual orientations, races, and the other ways that we define people. Here, especially on this Reformation Day, we pray for a spirit of healing in our country and in the church and in the world. You are lucky at 9 o'clock because coffee hour follows the 9 a.m. liturgy and there are some goodies today, so please make your way this direction. And also there's space for anyone else to sign the covenant as well, so please uh, feel free to do that. Um, we'll have it right up here. Today is a very big day because this afternoon at 4 o'clock is our Shine Benefit, and that is described on page 14. We're so excited about the different kinds of music, barbershop and jazz guitar and Broadway and clarinet duos. So we hope you can join us at 4 o'clock, not only for amazing music, but amazing appetizers and wine and other beverage upstairs from 5 to 6 as well. A reminder below that, that next Sunday is All Saints Sunday. You're welcome to bring photographs of departed loved ones, and there'll be a table in the back. And also remember that the time changes next week as well. And then please note the exciting announcements on page 15. And then lastly, if you'll turn to page 22 and 23, if you are new to Holy Trinity, two opportunities coming up in the middle of page 22, a just curious 20-minute session for people wondering about church and Holy Trinity, a Q&A and tour. And then if you're uh, interested in membership, being uh, deepening your ties to Holy Trinity, please note the forum, the special event orientation at the top of page 23, Monday the 18th. And then on the 24th, we will welcome new members. So please send me an email if you'd like to sign up for those or have more in information or you're ready to become a member of this community. We now continue with the hymn on page eight.
holy God, our maker, our lover, our keeper, nurturing our past, our present, our future, for the universe beyond our knowing, for seas and forests and fields, for the Atlantic, the Pacific, and a continent between, for creatures seen and unseen, for animals both wild and tame, for our ancestors from many cultures, and for the places we humans call home, for cities, churches, and schools. Blessed be God forever. Blessed be God forever. We praise you for your covenant people, for Moses and Miriam and Aaron, for centuries of faithful Christians, for Mary Magdalene, Peter, and Paul, for Francis, Bach, Martin Luther, and Martin Luther King, Jr. We praise you for your Son, O God, who saves us from sin and from evil, who continues to lead us to new life. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. And so we remember your son, his life, his death, and his glorious resurrection, his word and his presence in this meal, and we proclaim the mystery of faith. We pray that you send your spirit, your breath, your fire, your wisdom, your guidance everywhere in the church. Send your spirit upon this bread and cup. Inspire your people for service and renew the world with your mercy, with your healing, with your justice, with your peace, reconciling us with you and our neighbors. We praise you all, holy God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Abba, living water, breath of life, today, tomorrow, and forever.
Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Only say the word, O Lord, and we shall be healed.
Let us pray. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Forgot to mention that pending rain or snow later this week, the stained glass window comes back tomorrow. So this afternoon we sing and play music to bring the shine of sun back through that window. God, creator of all things, speaking reformation into being, Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, setting us free. Holy Spirit, living voice, calling and enlightening the church. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever.
as you depart, remember the mission of this congregation. Act with courage. Be radically inclusive. Cultivate empowering relationships. Delight in God's beauty. Engage with intention. In the name of Christ, go in peace.